Good morning again. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope that you do, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, we want to introduce the message today with just this one verse of Scripture. We're going to be looking at several different passages together. Uh, But Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says this, So far as is possible, as it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. Peace. That's an interesting word. It's an interesting idea about life. Peace lives so far as is possible, and it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. You know, you look around the world today, and there are millions and millions of dollars that are spent every year for people who are trying to find peace. Sometimes they spend it on medication. And they feel that that medication can help them with their struggles, with their anxieties, with their problems, and bring them peace. We find people spending millions of dollars because they have family struggles and issues. And so they flock to professional counselors and pay them all kinds of money to try to help them resolve issues and come to some type of peace. Our court systems are jammed with cases and arising from the breakdown of peace between individuals, breakdown of peace in families, even in corporations as they cooperate or lack to cooperate with one another. The sad truth is that Christians are not exempt from this turmoil that we face in life We, too, experience anxiety, worry, anguish, broken relationships, broken homes, uh, disturbing circumstances. But as we look at all of these things, we need to understand that peace should be a noticeable mark in a Christian's life. Why is it that we should have peace as a believer in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, the first thing is this. It is a godlike trait. The Scripture says multiple times throughout the Scripture, but in the New Testament especially, that God is a God of peace. Well, if He is a God of peace, and that is a characteristic or a nature that He is, then that should be evident in our lives as well. If we could look and see that, that it is a characteristic that He possesses, And that He promises to you and I, He promises us peace within His Word. He commands us to live at peace within His Word. And the Scripture says that it is one of the fruits or the evidences of living by the Spirit. And so over and over and over in God's Word, we see this idea communicated about peace. Living in peace, being at peace... And as we look closer at the Scripture, the Scripture really reveals for us three focal areas of peace in regards to a believer's life. The first is this, being at peace with God. The second is being at peace with ourselves. And the third, as we read in Romans chapter 12, 
is being at peace with others. And if we can manage those three things in our life, being at peace with God is where it begins. Without that, we will never be at peace with ourselves. But if we can be at peace with God and we can be at peace with ourselves, then we have an opportunity at least to be at peace with others. And when we can begin to understand those three different facets of peace, it's all one thing, but three different areas of peace in our life, suddenly we begin to understand how that impacts our life, it impacts our character, it impacts who we are and how we live day by day. So today, I want us to take just a few moments to look at those three areas of peace and ask ourselves, how can we be more at peace with God, more at peace with ourselves, and thus more at peace with others? The basics of all peace comes from our peace with God, and it comes from our justification by faith in Christ Jesus. If you're there in Romans 12 where we began, just turn back a few pages to Romans chapter 5. In Romans chapter 5, it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, okay, so justification through faith, and that's our relationship with Jesus Christ, therefore, as we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. There's where it all starts. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because of the justification that comes in our life through Christ Jesus, He allows us to be at peace with God. Well, the first thing we have to understand is that if if His justification allows us to be at peace with God... If we are outside of His justification, then that means we are not at peace with God. That there is a a turmoil, that there is a difference between us and Him that divides us. If without justification we are separated or not at peace with God, through justification then, the Scripture says, by our faith, we become at peace with God. If you want to flip over with me to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. And it says this, And after, uh, after uh, although you were formerly, talking about after, formerly alienated and hostile in mind. Now think about this. Our relationship with God, although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet, the Scripture says, He has now reconciled, okay, that justification. He has reconciled you in His fleshly body through death in order to present you before Him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. He says that we have, through His justification, or or through what He says here, uh, being reconciled through His fleshly body, His death, burial, and resurrection uh, on the cross, buried in the tomb, resurrected on the third day, in order that, there's a purpose for that, that He might present us before Him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. He says, here's where you were. You were alienated, separated. You were not at peace with God. 
You were living, he said, a sinful lifestyle. There was sin and evilness in our hearts and in our lives. That's human nature. That's where we are. That's, he says that's how we were living. But he said in relationship to that, through the justification that comes through faith in Christ Jesus, he has reconciled us, he has brought us back into a relationship with God that allows us to live at peace with him. We are no longer alienated or separated from God. But we have been united or reunited with Him through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ by our faith and belief and acceptance of that and Him as our Lord and Savior. Then He says that in regards to that, we are now living at peace. And that produces the fruit of peace in our life. Here's what's important for us to understand. It is not our fruit. It is His fruit. He produces that fruit in us. In other words, He has invested in us. And when He fills us with His Spirit, and the Spirit comes to dwell in us, then it produces in our life the fruit of the Spirit, which we're talking about today, is peace. Understanding without His presence, without that reconciliation, without His Spirit living within us, there is no Spirit to produce the fruit of peace in our life. So we have to recognize and realize that if we want to be at peace with God, we have to be reconciled through the blood of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that He made, and that we have to be reunited with God through that sacrifice. And He says, then we are justified. And that simply means just as if I'd never. Just as if I'd never lived in that sin. Just as if I'd never lived in that evilness. Just as if I'd never been alienated and separated from God. I am justified. I am brought back into His presence, and I can live at peace with Him. The next thing I want us to see is that being at peace with ourselves, or personal peace. This peace comes from the presence of God in our life, and the presence of His Spirit that, that bore, bears the fruit of that in us. But even in regards to that, we have to understand that there are things in this life that will disturb our peace, that will distract us from peace, that is the enemy of peace in our lives. And those things are generally not the big things in life. The big things in life, the big issues, the big struggles, we often have a tendency to more trust Him, to more believe in Him, to more put our faith in Him, to more call on Him to help us with the big things. And His Spirit will see us through those challenges and difficulties in life. But it's the little things. The, the smaller things, that they're usually not little, but they're smaller things than the big issues that really that peck away and draw us away from our peace in relationship to the Lord. So we look into God's Word, and God's Word says, listen, God offers us peace. But in the experience of life, there's a battle that's going on, that, the struggle that's going on, that tries to rob us of our peace. That tries to take that peace away from us that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus was betrayed, on the night of His betrayal, He spoke to His disciples, and what He said to them then is very applicable to us in our lives today. In John, the Gospel of John, uh, in the 16th chapter, beginning in verse 33, 
And this is what Jesus says to his disciples that applies to us today. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Hear that? There's that peace he's talking about. He said, I have told you these things that in me, in him, remember that justification, that reconciliation? In me you may have peace. Now listen to what he says. In this world you will have trouble. You understand that? He is telling us that just because we are in Him doesn't mean that there will not be trouble in this world. In me, you have peace. But in the world, you will have trouble. And then listen to what He says, But take heart, I've overcome the world. Be encouraged. I want you to have peace. I want you to be at peace. But this old world is going to try to rob that peace from you. In this world, there's going to be troubles, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be difficulties. And in relationship to that, those things are trying to rob peace from your life. I'm trying to give peace to your life. He says, but be encouraged by this, I've overcome the world. I have defeated the world in my death, burial, and resurrection. I have overcome that. And so in me, you can find that peace even though the world is trying to rob you of that peace, trying to to lure it away from you. And so as we begin to look at that, we begin to understand that those smaller things, not necessarily that they're little, but smaller things in life that try to to peck away and rob us of our peace. So, So what are some of those things? Well, let's say we're on a trip. And on our trip, on our journey, we have a destination and our automobile breaks down. We don't know. Can we get it repaired? How much is it going to cost? Do I have enough money? Because I'm not at home and I don't know anybody here, uh, is somebody going to try to take advantage of me? Am I going to be able to make my destination in time or at all? All of a sudden, the stress and anxiety is is trying to, to rob us of our peace that comes from the Lord. I'm on an airline flight, and I land, and I go to the baggage claim, and my baggage is not there. And all of a sudden, I begin to to wonder, will I ever see it again? If I do see it again, when will I see it again? If I get it back, what am I going to do in the meantime? Those are things that they're not major life-changing issues for us, but they are things that affect us, and they affect our peace. Young people. Maybe it's the idea that there's a test at school and I'm not prepared for it. Maybe there's somebody at school that that used to be my friend and they're not my friend any longer. And I don't know why. I don't know what I've done. But there's a struggle. There are these things that, that, that are trying to rob us of our peace. And he says, listen, understand, in this world you're going to have trouble. In me, you're going to find peace. But in the world, you're going to find trouble. But be encouraged, he said. I've overcome the world. I have the answer. I have the solution to the problem that you're facing of the world trying to rob you of your peace. And he said that comes through your relationship with me. And in that relationship with me, I grant you peace. I give you peace. My Spirit helps you to bear the fruit of peace in your life. 
But in regards to that, the world is trying to steal that peace away from you. Understand the conflict that is taking place. Now, go with me to Philippians chapter 4. You need to see this verse. If there's one verse in God's Word in the world today that we need, this verse is it. Listen to what... If you got your Bibles and you mark in your Bibles, some people don't, and that's okay. If you do, underline this if it isn't already in line. Highlight it if you got a highlighter. Whatever it is, you and I need this verse or these verses in our world today. Listen to what he says. Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Okay, let's stop right there. Anything. What does that mean? Anything. That covers all, right? Anything means anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But, he says, in everything. What does that say? Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. I think that pretty much covers all of life, doesn't it? Anything and everything. Any and everything in life, he says, don't be anxious in anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition. Now, here comes that relationship with him that brings us peace. In prayer and petition, he says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He says, here's the deal. In anything and in everything, any and everything in life, doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a small thing, doesn't matter if you think that this is important enough for God or not, he says any and everything. It doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is. doesn't matter how insignificant you might think it is or, or that he's too busy with, with big things in life to deal with these small things in my life. He says in anything and in everything, come with prayer and petition. And make your request known to God. And then what does he say will be the results of that? And the peace of God. Whatever it is, he said. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He said you're going to live in peace. Then he says whatever it is is trying to rob you of your peace. Whatever circumstance or situation or difficulty or challenge this old world is bringing to you. He said, you come to me in anything and everything. And you bring it to me in prayer. Trusting me. Aaron talked about trust this morning. Trusting me. That I have overcome this world and I will deliver. I'll take care of you. I'll meet your needs. I'll do whatever it is that you need in life. He said, bring your petitions before me. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. He says, listen, if you will come to me in any and everything, and you will bring those things before me and trust me, he said, I will bring peace to your life. First Peter, First Peter chapter 5, verses 6, 7, and 8 He says, cast all of your anxiety on Him because why? Because He cares for you. Because He cares for you. He cares about your life. He cares about your struggles. He cares about that which is trying to rob the peace from your life. He cares about whether you're living in peace or not. And He says, cast all of your cares on Me because I care for you. I want to help you and see you through. 
Remember where this whole thing of peace started. He says what? We were alienated. We were separated. Uh, we, we were at odds with God. And we were living in evil sin. And God, through His Son Christ Jesus, justified us and reconciled us. And if you read on there in, in 1 Peter, He says this, But be careful in regards to bringing your anxiety to Me and all your worries to Me because I care for you. Because your adversary... Oh, wait a minute. Before, that was God. I, I, was, I was at odds with Him because I was living in sin. But He has justified and reconciled me. And now that I'm in a relationship with Him where I can receive His peace, guess who I'm at odds with? My adversary, the devil. He's now the, on the other side. And He said, He's roaming around on the earth like a roaring lion, seeking whom He may devour. He wants to bring you trouble. He wants to cause problems and He wants to rob you of your peace. And God says, listen, if you want to be at peace with Me and you want to be at peace in your life and you want to be at peace with others, you have to understand Satan is going to fight you every step of the way. He is not going to give up on you and he's going to try to rob that peace from your life. And he said, so bring all of your your cares, all your anxiety, all your worries. And he said, put them on Me because I care for you. He doesn't care for you. All He wants is to snatch your soul out of my hand and to take you to hell with Him in His punishment. But He says, He's roaming around seeking whom He may devour. So He said, be care. Be on your guard. Be aware. I care for you. I want to bring peace to your life. But He says, be aware. Satan wants to rob you of that peace. We have to understand that peace with God and peace with ourselves will then allow us to be at peace with others. So far as it depends upon you, so far as, as you can, live at peace with all men, he says. Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. Let's turn there and read just quickly as we draw this message to a close today. Galatians chapter 5. And we want to turn and, and read and begin reading in verse 13. Listen to what he says there. He says, For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Freedom means I have to serve other people? No, it doesn't mean I have to. It means I get to. He said, You have been set free to serve others. That's part of living at peace with others is being willing to serve others, being willing to help others. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And we know he says the greatest and foremost commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. The second, like unto it, he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. In this is the whole law. What's the one word? Notice what he says there. He says, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement. What's the one word? Love. Love, there's the word. He says, now there's a statement. The statement that goes with it is, love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care, lest you be consumed by one another. But I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit. There's that conflict we're talking about. Satan wants to drag us away. 
And He doesn't want us to have peace. He wants to rob us of that. God cares for us. He wants peace in our life. And He said, here's the struggle. The flesh, my fleshly desire, sets itself against the Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things that you please. That's an important statement. I can't just live life the way I want to live life. I can't just do the things that I want to do. I can't use the excuse and say, well, that's just the way I am. He says, nope. Not if you're going to live by the Spirit. Not if you're going to live by the Lord. He said, you can't do that any longer. He says, but if you are led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. Now, the deeds of the flesh. So he says, okay. He said, these are the things. This isn't a comprehensive list. But he says, these are the things you need to look out for. If you're going to live this way, he says, you're not living by the Lord. Don't expect to have peace in your life. So what's the list? He gives this to us. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. We go, yeah, I don't have any problem with those things. Oh, no, those things are horrible. Those are bad things. Wait a minute, he's not done. Okay, enmities, strife, jealousy. Ooh, wait a minute. Outburst of anger. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Disputes, dissensions, factions. Hitting a little bit closer to home. Envying, drunkenness, carousing. And then notice what he says. And things like these. Of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things, this is a pretty strong statement, listen to what he says, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He says, listen, you can't just live the way you want to live. You can't just use the excuse and say, well, that's just the way I am. It's my personality. It's my character. It, 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 you know, it's, it's, just, it's just my makeup. They push my buttons and I get upset about things and I get angry and have Albert. No, he says, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Jealousy, I'm jealous of this or that. I'm envious of this or that. He says, no, 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 no. If you're going to live by the Spirit, you can't let those things be in your life. Those things have to be controlled by the Spirit because they're in opposition to one another. Then he gives us a pretty good list here and he says, but, he says, the fruit of the Spirit. So living by the Spirit versus the flesh. The fruit of the Spirit is love. There's that word started off with. In a word, he said, and then in a statement, the word's love. The statement is love your neighbors, you love yourself. He says love, joy, peace. There's that word again, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, or envying one another. He says it all starts with justification, reconciliation, and living at peace with God. Once we have done that, he says, then we can begin to experience peace in our lives. And once we have done that, then we can become at peace with others. And if we can be at peace with God, and we can be at peace with ourselves... And we can live at peace with others. How we live our life day by day. Life is the way God intended it to be. That's not easy. He didn't say, oh, this is, this is a piece of cake. It's, you know, it's, it's, there's no big deal. He said, there's a struggle. Satan's on the one side pulling you in one direction. 
The Spirit's on the other side pulling you this direction. The flesh is pulling you this way. God's trying to lead us this way. He said there's a battle that's going on. And we're in the middle of that battle. It's a tug of war every day. But he said, if you'll be at peace with me and you'll be at peace with yourself, you can be at peace with others. And he said, that's the life that I have planned for you. And so if you're here this morning and you're struggling, if you're here this morning and you're not at peace in your life, you're not at peace with the Lord or yourself, you're not at peace with others, there's a struggle going on, this invitation's for you. 